0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chelsea, your source for all things Premier League, but starting with Chelsea first, coming to you on your speakers and headsets. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Jackie from Houston. I have Rahul here from Connecticut, and unfortunately, Alex will not be with us today. He's getting some much needed rest and relaxation. He's going out camping with some friends, but Rahul, it's back to the old crew, my friend. It is, the OG crew is back. Yeah, we're going to just take this back to the old days, like episode one, jump
1: into the Euros today, but we want to start off with some transfer news really quickly, right? Yeah, so just in the last few hours, it's been reported that Hakimi wants to join PSG. Uh, So he's waiting for PSG to kind of make the official bid with Inter, and uh, from that point forward, it's just Inter accepting and a formality of him moving to Paris, so I know we've spoken about him coming to Chelsea in the last few episodes but it looks like that's not going to be happening. Yeah I think we all touched
0: on it as well that it wasn't one that we would cry over if we didn't get Hakimi. We're pretty well strengthened in the right wingish right back position. Reese, Espiliqueta, Callum Hudson-Madoi, not to mention we have our own Hakim Ziyech and Pulisic who could play there so definitely no short on names of talent but that's basically the transfer news we have for this week. It's still very early days. If anything comes out, this is the place to hear it first. But why don't we jump into the Euros, Rahul? You want to talk about doing something fun today, maybe?
1: Yeah, let's. We're So we're, what we're going to do in this episode is build out our uh, brackets, if you would like, all the way till the final and then pick a winner. So Uh, Unfortunately, like we mentioned, Alex isn't here, but he will send us our picks and then Jackie and I will provide you ours today. uh, And we'll put those up on social media and we'll see who who finishes or who does the right prediction fantasy didn't work out for Jackie and myself. So (laughs) we're trying something new. The good news is we will not be covering the fantasy segment today because I am way
0: down. So let's jump into the brackets, Rahul. And I think the next game coming up, and I'll start with the first one, which is a very tasty tie in Belgium versus Portugal. So quickly before you give me my my prediction here, Cristiano Ronaldo, talk about him really quickly.
1: Yeah. I mean, what, what can you say about, what more can you say about him? 36, I believe. Uh, And just keeps going and going, and I think he's now joint top scorer in international football, 109 goals. So he's on the cusp of breaking that record, which I believe has stood for a very, very long time. Uh, And he just shows up, scores goals, penalties, headers, fabulous goals, whatever you want, he's always scoring. And so he deserves the credit that he gets, and uh, I think maybe in this next game he gets that record.
0: Definitely one to look out for. So are you going with Kevin De Bruner from Belgium? Are you going to go with one of the
1: goats in Cristiano Ronaldo? That's a, it's a tough game. Like you said, a tasty tie. I wasn't expecting Belgium to pull out Portugal. Um, and I don't think Belgium were themselves after the finishing top of the group, but Hey, it's a euros and that's what you get. I will personally go for Belgium. Uh, I just think they will have a little bit too much for Portugal. Uh, and They will come out on top.
0: Definitely a strong shout there. And I guess I'll do the prediction with you for this particular one. And I find it tough to argue with you, my friend. I know Portugal has some decent players, but Belgium just have such strong firepower and they're getting into form like we talked about in the previous episode. So I have to be in agreement with you there. So it's going to make them move forward. At least that's our predictions. We'll see what happens in reality. (laughs) But let's move on to the next one, Italy versus Austria. And
1: Austria have done well to make it this far. They have. They've performed pretty well. But I think Italy have just been a little bit better than, uh, than Austria. And they haven't conceded a goal. They were about 30 games unbeaten under Mancini, like we mentioned in the last episode. So it's a tough task for Austria. It is. So are you telling me you're going to go with Italy for this particular game? You have to. I mean, no disrespect to Austria. You just can't look past Italy with their defensive uh, solidity and then their midfield with our boy Jorginho in there uh, covering up with Barella and some of the other guys. And then up top, they've got Immobile, who's got a couple of goals already in this tournament. Uh, So it's a tough task for Austria. And I think they will hold off, but I think Italy will eventually come out on top.
0: Yeah, again, another one that I find hard to disagree with you on I personally have been very impressed with Austria so far in this tournament. I think they've done good. I think Alaba, who's joined Real Madrid in the summer, has done a phenomenal job of leading them. Uh, Marco Arnatovic, yeah, coming from the Premier League, has done really well as well. So it's definitely one where it'd be heartbreaking to not see them go through. But again, tough to not see how Italy and Jorginho and the boys make it through. So I'm in agreement with you there. So Italy will probably face... Belgium in the next round so we'll hold on to that thought right there we'll move on to a couple of the next rounds and then talk about it from there France versus Switzerland
1: another I mean another good game in that you know France are favorites and everyone expects them to come through but Switzerland could surprise a few and I know in the last game they came out and scored I believe four uh, goals but you can't just you can't look past France. they've looked very good Um, And if it's not Mbappe or Benzema, who actually just got a couple of goals in the last game, um, it's going to be Thomas Lamar, it's going to be Coleman. it's going to be Pogba, it's going to be Griezmann. You just hear these names and and you know there's a goal or two or three or four in them. Um, And I think France are determined to make up for that last Euros where they lost at home to Portugal. Mm. So uh, I've got to go with France.
0: And yeah, not to mention some great names, our very own N'Golo Kante. Oh, yes, of midfield. course. <laughs> yeah. And then Olivier Giroud, who's yet to make a name for himself at this tournament, but you know he has it in his firepower to do that. So you've got uh, the likes of Giroud and co, but you've also got Shakiri, who's coming out from Switzerland to try and make a name for himself. He's done decent this season, not as much game, game time as you'd like with Liverpool, but definitely a player out there that can excite. But... I don't want to make this podcast boring, Rahul, but I I have to agree with you as well. I think it's going to be fairly straightforward for France. Again, Switzerland can come up and surprise us. It could be an exciting match, but again, with the firepower that France possess and the way they're playing and how they're performing, I have to give it to France as well. So it looks like we're, we're pretty much aligned for now. The next one is a very interesting match, and that is Croatia versus Spain. And... Before I get a prediction from you, Spain have been struggling in the earlier part of this tournament, especially the first two games, but the last match, 5-0. So have Spain come to play, or was this just a fluke? It was against
1: Slovakia, of course. I don't think it was a fluke, because I was backing Slovakia. I'm not sure if you remember in that first episode we did of the Euros. I was pretty impressed with them. So for Spain to come out and score five against them, was pretty surprising to me especially because of Spain's issues like you've mentioned uh, so I don't know really what to expect from Spain you you get the boring one nil or one one or nil nil and then they come out and score five maybe it's the Azpilicueta effect
0: <laughs> it might very well be I mean he definitely brings some stability and some experience to any back line but one gentleman that we've talked about before, and maybe we need to mention his name before we give a prediction here, is Amaric Laporte, who was a Frenchman. I think we've talked about him before, but is yeah. a Frenchman normally, but had converted nationality, or had selected to convert nationality to play for Spain. Comes on and actually gets a goal as well. And I'm bringing him up because I didn't want to talk about fantasy, but he did perform very well for my fantasy team there. And so 5-0. Again, I think I think on the day... Spain just possess a little bit too much quality. I was watching a lot something on ESPN where they said they have the quality, but they're just not ready as far as a young squad goes. And so they're definitely one to look out for, but I'm struggling to see how Slovakia make it through. You never know. You really, really never know. I apologize, not Slovakia. I mean, I mean uh, Croatia. Croatia but you, yeah. you never know because you've got the likes of our very own Kovacic, Luka Modric. They've got some quality players that can give them a very tough time. So... It's a tough one. Who are you going for?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's it's a tough one. And Croatia did come out on top against Scotland with a beautiful goal from Luka Modric at 33, still showing his class. Uh, But I think this game comes down to who can take their chances. And both teams have struggled a little bit in terms of taking their chances. Morata, a player we've mentioned in the past, again, uh, not getting on the score sheet. Uh, So that's a tough one there. And I will go for Croatia. So in the interest of keeping (laughs) it a little
0: bit exciting this time, I think I'm going to go for Spain, Raul. I just think this five nail win is something that can catapult them to move forward. Now, whether they're going to make it a little bit further than that, we'll see that in a few minutes here, but I think I'm going to go to Spain in the interest of keeping it different. So Alex, if you're listening while you're off having some fun, let us know your thoughts and send in your prediction as well. The next one is an interesting one as well in Sweden versus Ukraine and our very own Andrei Shevchenko leading Ukraine out there. So thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah. Another good game in Sweden surprised a few by finishing top of their group uh, came out on top against a good Poland side three, two in their last game. So Sweden are not to be taken lightly, but Ukraine, I think as well to make it out of the group stages uh, performed pretty good against Netherlands in their opening game, come out and get a win against North Macedonia. No disrespect to North Macedonia, but that was expected. Uh, and like you said, Shevchenko at the helm for Ukraine. He's obviously got the experience on his club side uh, with, you know, facing and getting into knockout competitions. So again, I think I'm going to go for an upset here and go for Ukraine, uh, but it's going to take a, a lot of, big performances from their main players to get this done because Sweden have looked good. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree on the fact that
0: Sweden have looked good. I'm just quickly looking at Sweden's results. 1-0 versus Slovakia, 3-2 versus Poland, and then now they're going through to play Ukraine. And looking back at Ukraine's performances, they weren't, I mean, I think they were a little bit lucky, to be very honest with you, to get through the groups. So again, on this one, maybe to keep things interesting, but also looking at historical results, I'm going to go for Sweden and we'll see how that plays out there because that's definitely going to be one of those more physical, challenging games, not the most flourished teams out there, but it can be exciting at the same time. So Rahul, the next one is huge. It comes with a lot of history. And I think we said on this podcast before you and I have been long, long fans of this England team who our podcast mate calls waistcoat football. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of Alex, we'll bring that up today. But England are playing Germany. That is a massive fixture, and we've got players on both sides. The likes of Mason Mount, Kai Havitz, Timo Warner, Rhys James. It's going to be a fiery clash. It, it, who
1: you it, have? Yeah, it it definitely will be a fiery clash, and. Uh, it brings me back to the World Cup in 2006, I believe. Was it? Or 2010. I can't remember where that Lampard goal wasn't Lampard allowed. Goal, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've seen a lot of memes and pictures on, on internet saying this is the, the payback because Germany themselves haven't looked very impressive. Right. Uh, like you mentioned, Havertz has had a good tournament, but they themselves obviously lost to um, France, then dropped points against Hungary, but somehow did make it through as the second best team and then england i asked you guys this question if you're with southgate what do you do when they go ahead and finish top of their group right uh, they could have been facing a spain maybe or a netherlands so again not not easy fixtures not spain. not easy fixtures but against germany with the history of this fixture uh it's going to be tough and yes it's being playing at wembley so they have the advantage but you know english fans and you know how quickly that advantage could turn into a disadvantage if they don't come out and perform so Uh, you've got to be very, very careful with this fixture if you're Southgate in the England squad. But having said that, if I have to make a pick... And you have to. (laughs) (laughs) um, I think England have just about enough to get this done, just based off what Germany's done in the last few games in this tournament. Um, Although I did see another stat that Timo Werner has played three games against England and scored three goals so interesting that would be a good way for him to shut up the critics in England that have been on his back all season long Uh, but I'm gonna go with England okay that's a good shout I'm gonna
0: give you a little bit of an analysis here of my mind versus my heart and looking at the game and looking at the results England have been not up to par just to be frank and honest with you they they seem to have struggled a little bit Harry Kane has not got a goal yet in the tournament and in fact I read a stat somewhere don't quote me on this that he hasn't even had a shot on target I could be wrong but that's interesting to hear given that there's a lot of talk of Harry Kane not only in the Premier League but this offseason with transfers going on Gareth Southgate as Alex has referred to him he's not picking players like Jaden Sancho not picking players like Jack Grealish Mason Mount had to self-isolate due to some meetings with Billy Gilmore. A lot of interesting things going on there. And overall, they've had to grind out results. It hasn't been as fluid as we expect from an England team of this quality. Germany, on the other side, started pretty slow and seemed to have picked up steam in the last couple of games, especially with Kai Havertz finding his feet and driving the game forward. Again, an immensely talented squad with the likes of Kai Havertz himself, Timo Werner. You've got... Uh, different players all across the pitch that really, really perform. So my my heart says I need to go with England and my mind says <laughs> Germany is the answer. So I'm going to follow my heart for this one just because I've been an England fan for a very, very long time, watching the premiership, growing up, watching England. I'm going to go with England, but in my mind, it's, there's something dangerous about Germany. I'm just going to leave it at that so we can move on before <laughs> we argue about this. But... Um, Next big one, Rahul, Netherlands is playing the Czech Republic and the Czech Republic have been okay. It's not, they haven't had the best tournament, but they definitely have been okay. Conversely to Netherlands who have been high flying and having a great tournament so far. So what's your thoughts on those two?
1: Yeah, like you said, it's, I mean, Czech Republic surprised a few. I think uh, they were probably one of the teams that were not expected to make it through. I think Scotland were favorites ahead of them. So for them to come out and make it, even though in third spot, they made it out, obviously uh, facing Netherlands now. Um, I don't see how they go beyond this Netherlands squad that's just on a high, been doing well through the group stages, scored a few goals, uh, found a way to win even after conceding two goals against Ukraine, and then just kind of cruise through the rest of the group. So I think Netherlands will have enough for Czech Czech Republic, uh, but don't, Expect Netherlands to cruise through as well in this game. They they will find it a little bit more difficult because Czech Republic are a good side and have some good players. And what I've noticed about the Czech
0: Republic team is they are fairly physical as well. Something that may throw off the Dutch side uh, as far as how they're used to playing their football. They seem to be very fast, quick, intricate football, and Czech is probably going to come out there and disrupt their play. All that being said, Raul, I think again the Netherlands have the firepower they have the talent they have the depth of squad no disrespect to the Czech team but no one really shouts out as somebody who's world-class who's going to step up and really take the game by the neck so I'm going to have to agree with you there I think the Netherlands are going to take this one now not three four five now I think the Czech Republic team is going to give them a tough time but the Netherlands are going to take it for me all right my friend we've got to the last game of the round of the 16 and
1: that's Wales versus Denmark. Any thoughts on this one? Another good game and two teams that uh, have had decent tournaments so far, Denmark, we've got to talk about their their win against, um, I forget who they faced, but they came out, scored the goals that they had to, and Christensen, like we mentioned, scored a, a rocket. So I think Denmark, based off of that win and the fact that Christian Eriksen is out of the hospital, so they've had some good news over the last few days on top of that result. I think they have the momentum on their side. I think they have the determination on their side to go ahead uh, and make a run in this tournament. So I'm gonna go with Denmark and this game is being played in Amsterdam, which is where Christian Eriksen used to play for Ajax. So it's kind of almost weird in the stars kind of feeling for me and and you know with me I'm superstitious so I'm I'm gonna go for Denmark. <laughs> I think we're in alignment again here, Rahul, but maybe
0: for slightly different reasons. I feel like Denmark have a, a better squad overall. I think when you think of Wales, they do have some decent players. Notably, Gareth Southgate. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, uh, Gareth Bale. I don't know why Southgate talked D- into my head. This there. is what Alex has done to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a waistcoat football <laughs> on the top of my head there. No, uh, G- not be Gareth Bale. And some interesting things will happen with him over the summer. We're going to keep an eye on that as well. But I just think... The, the Danes have been performing really, really well, the likes of our very own. Um, Christensen. Christensen has been yeah. doing really, really well, and you talked about Christian Eriksen missing out, but the rest of them have performed really well as well. So I'm going to stick with Denmark as well. So overall, we're pretty aligned. There are a couple of changes here and there. So why don't we move on to maybe breaking down the next phase of this games. And so if I have my memory correct, I believe you picked Belgium versus Italy. And so that alone is quite a, quite all-star lined match. And it's a tough one for sure. And Belgium been high flying. Italy have been, we've called them the dark horse, but really they've been excellent so far in the tournament. Who do you pick from there?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. And, I think at that point, it's going to come down to Belgium and their defense, which I personally think um, is where their weakness lies. Uh, they play a back three with uh, Toby Alderweireld, mm-hmm. Vertonghen, and both those players have aged quite a bit. Obviously, they're not done, and, and and I'm not saying they're not good enough, but when you come up against an Italy team that's got players like Immobile, Insigne, um, and their fullbacks running up and down like we've spoken about i think italy would be my pick okay but again just going back to the last round portugal would exploit the same things with belgium so um i'm still sticking with belgium but just pointing out that belgium's defense does worry me a little bit okay so you are sticking with
0: belgium to take this this round or italy i didn't italy italy you're, you're sticking with italy to get yeah. this round okay I mean, again, like we just talked about, Italy do have some firepower in there. They've performed very well over the three-entry games. So I'm going to have to rival you here a little bit. Every point you've made about Belgium's defense, I have to agree with. I think that they could have some improvement there. However, I've been watching the Belgium firepower, and I think Romelu Lukaku has been unbelievable. And I think one thing I've noticed is as KDB comes back in, Kevin De Bruyne, he's been excellent as well. I don't have much to say about our very old Aiden Hazard. He was excellent for many, many, many years for Chelsea. He's been off the boil recently with some injuries. But another Hazard has been impressing me quite a bit. And he, he was playing for Chelsea as well. He never really made a senior appearance. But Thorgan Hazard has been playing left wing back. A very interesting position, something he doesn't usually play for, for club or country. And, and honestly, Raúl, in the games I have watched him play, he's he's pretty impressive. He brings the pace, he brings the power, he has a great cross. And so I think firepower-wise, they might have enough to break this Italy side down, at least keep them at bay. So given all those facts, I'm going to go with Belgium. So it's opening up here to be an interesting, interesting game. So. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next round. I think you had France going through and you had Croatia going through. So it's going to be France versus Croatia for you. Thoughts on that one and how those matches will move forward?
1: Yeah, again, I think France was just going to have too much for Croatia. Uh, and so I've got to go with France. It's, I'd like to give Croatia this. Yeah, I'd like to give them a shot, but uh, it's pretty difficult to look past France.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I've got France versus Spain, so I had rivaled you a little bit over here, saying Spain would knock out Croatia to begin with. But again, it didn't matter to me if it was going to be Spain or or Croatia playing France. I think, for me, France was going to make it through. So at least on that front, we're we're both banking France to move forward. And maybe as they continue and they do a strong run towards the final, our very own Angola Kante has a shout for Ballon d'Or. So we'll keep an eye on that one. All right, so for the next one, I think you actually had Ukraine coming through against England. I so did. <laughs> that's going to be an interesting match. I mean, all of these are very interesting games. Who do you have moving forward from that?
1: But all due respect to Ukraine, I if it's England, I'm going with England because uh again, they'll just have too much firepower. We've spoken about Kane, we've spoken about Grealish, we've spoken about Sancho. Um There's just too many players in that squad that can cause problems for Ukraine. And uh, at that point, I think Ukraine would be satisfied with their tournament too, uh, making it to the quarterfinals. So I've got to go with England.
0: Okay. I don't have much to add on here, Rahul. I think everything you've said is well justified for me, England, whether they're going to play Sweden, who I picked or Ukraine, who you picked. I think England should on paper get through. However, we've not, we don't want to go back and revisit the Germany question here. So Yep, so England going through for both of us. Next one is Netherlands versus Denmark, who we both
1: had. So who's going through for you? Again, I, I want to pick the fairy tale story in Denmark, but I'm going to go with Netherlands, who seem to be uh, more stronger and, and complete side. Okay, that sounds good.
0: I'm going to go for Denmark. Uh, speaking of dark horses here, like we've talked about Italy, and you picked Italy, I picked Belgium earlier. Something about Denmark is intriguing to me, not because of the Christian Eriksen situation, but I think I think they're an unknown side. And the fact that a lot of top quality players in the Denmark squad play in big teams across Europe, but they're not always the standout stars. Maybe Christian Eriksen for a while at Tottenham, but some of the other guys have actually played for many big teams and are not standout stars, but together, collectively as a unit, I think they perform really, really well. Netherlands are no joke, but they're also... A relatively young squad they're missing some of their more senior guys over the years that have brought them forward so I'm going to go with Denmark for this one just to keep things interesting I think we're bringing in another dark horse going forward
1: <laughs> hey if that fairy tale story continues I'll be happy with it all right so I think based on everything we've said here the
0: next round would mean you would have Italy versus France And I would have Belgium versus France. So I'll let you start first and (laughs) give us your analysis on Italy versus France.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one, man. I can't really decide who to go with because Italy, um, strong defensively, strong in attack, have looked good so far. France has struggled a little bit, especially against Portugal the other day. But I think they got awarded a penalty. Portugal did, which wasn't. Um, So... Or I I beg your pardon, France got the penalty that wasn't. So uh, sticking to that theme with France struggling against the better sides a little bit, um, I think they would take Italy to penalties, but they would go through. France would.
0: So you're going to France, but you're calling it a nail-biter till the very last minute. Okay. That's definitely going to make for a feisty game and keeping us on the edge of our seats here. Again, I had picked France in this round, but had gone for Belgium. So if things go my way, it's Belgium versus France. And very close to each other in countries. Uh, share a lot of players that play in, in, from the Belgium league playing in, in France. So it's definitely a tough one, Rahul. And I think I'm going to lean back to the analysis that you had made earlier on Belgium's defense. And their aging legs and playing three at the back and having wingbacks that are not necessarily wingbacks, even though I credited them that for that. I think France's firepower up front and the likes of Karim Benzema Mbappe coming through and attacking them, of course, from midfielding Golo Kante making his runs, I think France will be able to beat Belgium. So for me and you, I think we're in agreement. France are going to move to the next round. Now, the other one we want to talk about here is England versus, if you're correct, Netherlands, or if I'm correct, it's England versus Denmark. And... I know where your heart lies, so I want you to take your heart back for just a second and give me your analysis on this one.
1: England versus Netherlands. I mean, a a tough one for England because Netherlands at that point would have made it through beating some decent teams, but I think that would be Netherlands' biggest test. Right. Um, And at that point, I think Netherlands would stumble, and so I'm going to go with England, even though we've spent the last couple of episodes going after Southgate and... and, (laughs) Um, giving him some some tough words, but I think England would make it through. But uh, in that tie,
0: it's coming home for you. It sounds like. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> Look, that's a good shout. I've supported England, but in my decisions here would be England versus Denmark. And for some reason, or the other, even though my heart tells me keep voting for England, I'm going to choose Denmark. <laughs> to move forward in this game don't don't make it don't make it funny I think I think Denmark are a proper dark horse here and they do have what it takes to move forward I could be horribly wrong and it, it could go nowhere but I'm not putting any money on this I can at least <laughs> tell you what my feelings are so it'll be an interesting match for sure if, if Denmark make it through but that's who I'm going for so all that being said we're now down to the last section which is in your case France- versus England and Raul that is a huge huge game where do you go from here who takes
1: <laughs> the Euros it is wow well, it's that's a tough one and it's in London the final so are the semifinals actually the, that's mainly why I picked England to make it through so at Wembley in a final England for the first time and probably the last time they made it was when they won it in in 66 the World Cup Wow, that's a, that's a tough one. You've got to go with France. I mean, we've spoken about the players. We've spoken about how complete they are from goalkeeper all the way up top. Uh, and England at that point, I I don't know. There's not that many players in that squad that have the experience. I mean, right. Mason Mount, obviously, Champions League winner, Breeze James, Chilwell. But apart from that, Foden, yes. But I don't know. I feel like England would be missing... That experience of playing in a big game in a final, pressure of the home or or the home crowd. I was going to say home nation. I think France would would win it. Yeah, and and you know I find it difficult to
0: argue with that because in my scenario it would be France versus Denmark, and for me this is where the fir- fairy tale would end. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful storyline of Denmark having an initial struggle but making it all the way to the semifinals, but. Given that France are World Cup champions, you've got the likes of Ingolo Kante and Pogba dominating that midfield, not to mention f- possibly future Ballon d'Or player and Mbappé. They also have a solid back line. I've been looking at their back line. It's very solid. I find it very difficult to see how it would be any uh, anybody else's tournament other than France. Now, while I'm going for them, <laughs> I'm going to say this to all the listeners out there, all of these teams that we've talked about here today, Rahul, have a chance. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them have a chance. But I'm going to wrap it up and
1: say I'm going to go for France as well. And it, it would be a very good and safe pick to go with France. Uh, my only concern is usually the favorites of a tournament don't end up winning it. Right. Uh, so somewhere along the line, this bracket is going to get busted. Hopefully not, uh, <laughs> but I think it will. And anyway, it'll be in good fun and and. Sure, I'll. We'll both receive some banter from the listeners and Alex if he goes a different route. Yeah, for sure. But if you're listening,
0: maybe we'll put something online and you tell us who you think will make it all the way to the finals. It'll be an interesting one to track and keep note of of how many people think who's going to make it to the final. So
1: yeah, and to that point, Jackie, I'd actually put up that post on our um, Instagram page with the bracket. And I asked some of the listeners what they thought. And I got a lot of Belgium. I got a lot of Portugal, who we both said are getting eliminated in the next round. <laughs> um, and I got a couple of it's coming home. I got some French shouts. So the typical uh, teams that you would expect. But if Portugal go and do a, a back-to-back Euros win, I mean, at that point, you would have to say Ronaldo is solidifying his legacy in terms of being the best player between himself and Messi. Absolutely.
0: I'd have to agree with you. I know there's a lot of people out there that may get very upset if we said that too many times, but it's definitely something on the international stage to pay attention to.
1: Definitely. And on just a different scenario, if Belgium, if Portugal make it through, they end up fl- uh, facing France if they make it through in the semifinals. So a rematch of last time's final, like we've said, and they actually both just played each other. So... Um, either way whatever team makes it like you've said it's going to be a fun tournament and this is where the fun begins in terms of knockout football and we'll be watching starting Saturday afternoon exactly for sure but that wraps it up thank you very much for listening Uh, please continue to subscribe like and follow us it's at the Premier Chels Apple Spotify Google and Instagram and on Twitter it's at Premier Chels Uh, give Alex a follow as well it's Pulisic FC 22 uh, and we will be back next week to kind of do a checkup on how our brackets are doing and how the fantasy team is doing and on the fantasy point, you still have a few more hours to lock in your teams uh get new players in because this ride's about to begin and it starts on Saturday but stay safe guys take care.